All right, Jim, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. I am looking forward. I listened to our last episode. I didn't love our last episode. So I'm, I'm really ready for this one. We talked about that uh, a, a bit. Yeah, I don't think either one of us thought it was our favorite episode yet. We got some positive reviews even after that episode, so... I'll take it. I'm not trying to self-sabotage, but, you know, that's going on right now. Aren't we all feeling that? Everyone has these ups and downs these days. Yeah, good days and bad days, right? Yeah. So what your boy was slacking on the editing that night. We're going to bring it back. This is six months till Christmas, bud. Oh, my God. Step up our game. Look at you. You are ready for trivia. I love you. You've been looking into the date. Uh, Baseball's coming back. Love good it. news. How you feeling about that? I mean, if I'm I'm projecting like um, just safety and all of that and everything going well, so I feel good about it. But the reality is that it might be choppy. It might be a little bit awkward. Interruptions and you know. It's weird because part of me is like, uh, it's gonna suck if the game takes. I mean, base what baseball doesn't need is to be longer. Right. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a great piece of it that 60 games, every one of them matters. But yeah, I love that part of it. But baseball doesn't need to be long. But at the same point, it's like, well, what the hell else am I going to be doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The game takes four hours. Well, I, at least I have a baseball game to watch. <laughs> I got baseball fever. <laughs> That's, I just got to <laughs> figure out a better way to say it. That might not be a good. <laughs> you might not be allowed in the stadium with baseball fever. They had that ad campaign years ago. You sent me that, and that's awesome. Catch the fever. <laughs> we should just redo that. Oh, God. Yeah, we should. Yeah, dude, um, I think it's going to be um, – well, I was surprised to see that they're, they might let fans in. Yeah. So, like, 20% capacity. Potentially. I know Chicago hasn't uh, – Lightfoot hasn't said that that's going to be okay here yet, but we don't – you know. But overall, I mean, potentially that there's the chance for that for teams. I saw someone – and Facebook post something today, a buddy of mine, about how uh, his boss was already yelling at his White Sox, you know, season ticket person. Like, what the hell do you mean you don't have tickets for me? <laughs> like, like, they haven't even approved anything yet. And people are already yelling at I'm people. out of shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe finally they'll put partitions up, the, the urinals <laughs> at Comiskey, at the cell. Yeah, what are they going to do with that Wrigley trough on the north side? Oh, man. They, they still be- have those? I thought they, they got rid of those. Oh, really? I don't know. I haven't been there in, in a bit. Yeah, it's going to be a different game. It's going to be, um, you know, they're going to make some changes and 14-day sure. disabled list. <laughs> yeah, the, the QL. The, <laughs> dude, I'm on the QL. 14 days, man. Be in my basement. They're going to test these guys constantly, huh? I mean, you have to, right? And that's a needle every time? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know if it has to be a needle every time. How else do you got to get blood out of somebody? Is it always a blood test? I don't know. No, no, it's not, right? Because they, they swab your nose and that's stuff. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's true. How else do you get blood? You'll trying, to be, trying to be glib with you. <laughs> I apologies. Know on blood. I didn't know what that was really I've asking. seen the footage a bunch of times, the test. I was, yeah, they stick it up your nose. That's well, even that, that's going to be. Day 60 in a row of... You got your morning oven swabs in your nose, <laughs> your morning nostril and your afternoon nostril. <laughs> yeah, space them out. Way to do it. It's about time we have something to look forward to. But again, let's, uh, let's see how it happens, right? Let's see how it plays yeah. out. There's no guarantee that we're going to see 60 games. Yeah, right. 
the moment someone I just hope we get to opening day re reopening day mm -hmm. that'd be nice it's not gonna feel the same without freezing rain whipping our face is layered up i think what it's gonna I? be uh cool to see like people watching games in the yard and having you know i mean like you said what else are we gonna be doing like i'm gonna watch these games yeah and there's still i mean there's gonna be tailgate parties outside of the cell right like there's going to yeah. be, I mean, there's got to be other things they're doing too, to at least bring fans, you know, somewhat together. I, I, it'll sure. be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Like you said though, it's a, uh, it's a good, good piece of news. But baseball is one of those, it's such a like record and it, it's so driven by stats and weird shit that happens. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and 400 hitters and 20 game winners and 300, like this is going to mess all of that up. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could have a 400 hitter. Which is great. Like, I feel like this needs to just exist in its own. It can never, you, don't compare it to anything else. This is just a special season. And just every decision is going to be, every approach is different to this yeah. whole thing. I think it's going to be, I hope people just understand. I think it sets up great for our team, for the young and hungry White Sox. Got it, man. Like we were saying last night, by the way, great to see you last night. Good, bud. And um, Jim and I got together last night with Kevin Bozeman, another good friend of ours, great comic, and a buddy of ours who works for the White Sox. Mm -hmm. And he has some, um, you know, he's excited, but, you know, he, he knows more of the side of it, too, like what this is really going to be like, and he knows it's going to feel a lot different, too. And they've got to be, I mean, now that they've gotten that call, it's not just the players that have to get ready, right? right? Like front offices, marketing departments, everyone's just on high alert all of a sudden. It's just go, go, go. But that's got to feel good, man. That's good. Like just getting a little normalcy back has to feel good. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just hope that it can continue to go Very without different. these interruptions. But we're going to see some weird shit, man. The streaky teams, like the, like the Oakland A's always like win 20 or lose 20 in a season, it feels like, you know? A team like them could go undefeated or not lose a game. It feels like. <laughs> right. You're, they're going to get – somebody's going to get hot early, and that, that will matter. My dad sent me an article about um, peanuts being like um, – they have like a whole crop of peanuts in a warehouse somewhere, a package, like ready to go, and – what this season stall has done to this crop of peanuts. It's like a, it's a special peanut that they make for baseball games. Really? And it's, I actually haven't made it all the way through the article yet, <laughs> but. Sounds fascinating. It sounds like my, sounds like my Wright brothers book. They're different than what you see on the floor at Outback. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> totally different animal. Do they still no, do that? I guess that these, um, no, they probably don't with allergies now, right? Mm -hmm. but these peanuts are um a special breed that they make they harvest them in october so the farmers had shipped them and they are paid they're good but there's like one guy who does most of the distribution and roasting of these peanuts wow he's the one in the supply chain as things were moving he's the one that it was like the hot potato he got stuck so he's got a warehouse full of, uh, of peanuts. So that's insane. Just imagine the trickle down effect for everybody. For you sure. People at Dippin' Dots. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the, the mini helmets. 
whoever invented the churro, Enzo Churro, is probably, <laughs> Candido Churro is probably Candido <laughs> Elephant Ear. <laughs> do they ever sell those at baseball games? I think they do. But you're right. I mean, first of all, that farmer or that warehouse guy, like his kids have to be so sick of just peanuts for every meal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He is stacked, man. I don't know if he's going to like find a secondary market or like you said, maybe they could, um, maybe the teams will buy some of them shipping the fans to watch the games at home. I don't know. That's not a bad idea. But the, um, God, I was just thinking about the churro and the elephant air though for a second. Like how they don't throw anything out. These people they want to make money. They're just like, what else can you put sugar on? And we got a fryer. Get creative. It's like, I'm just going to dough and sugar. And I'm a sucker. I, I Dude, a churro at the ballpark, my favorite. It's my favorite part of the White Sox experience. I know. You but, never grew out of that? That's, that's my kid's you. favorite, too. It doesn't surprise you? <laughs> I'm just like a bigger version of one of your children? I mean, do, you go, do you go um, regular churro? I'll go chocolate filled. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm not a rookie. This isn't my first churro. <laughs> Oh man! What do the kids go with? I'm not a rookie. They get the just the regular, unleaded. <laughs> Sometimes I haven't let them. They don't know about the chocolate one yet. Oh my god! I can't. They're wait. on a need to know basis. Uh, take out those headphones. Bring them in. I want to tell them about the chocolate <laughs> churro right now. They are not home right now. Why do you think I'm so prepared and happy? <laughs> <laughs> Where is everybody? Uh, they went swimming over at uh, Sarah's sister's. Nice. Yeah, that's been awesome. So they're having a day. Dude, I got some stuff to talk about. I, I did a deep dive for trivia. Oh, yeah? Because of, because of this free time here. I love it. it. They cleared out a couple hours ago. Much um, appreciated. I love this. I get to learn stuff. Yeah, are you ready for a little bit? You want to get into it now? Why not? You, you want to talk gonna... anything about last night? Um, you feeling those cigars at all? We smoked no. a couple cigars again. Too Somebody was many. listening to uh, someone had asked me, like, I don't know you smoke cigars. And I really don't that much. Mm-hmm. I just waited for a respiratory virus to start sweeping the globe. And then I was like, man, maybe I should start smoking now. This seems like a good. <laughs> but it, when we get together and we're just chilling, talking, I don't mind a cigar. Dude, so I had to go into a uh, doctor's office today for first time in months. Like for my job, like I was at a yeah, right. clinic and um, uh, I just, the mask on, no matter, you know, no matter how many times I brushed and mouthwashed, I'm just tasting, like, <laughs> I should have thought about the facts, you know what I mean? That 12 hours after those cigars, I just have to eat my breath for an hour. That was <laughs> awful. Oh man. So you've been thinking about last night, huh? Yeah, man. It's, I feel like we, like that group gets together more during this time period than we ever did in normal times. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been nice to, uh, to hang. Kevin's going to work this weekend at uh, helium in Indianapolis. It's awesome. So it's cool to see, uh, I think Zany's is going to be opening in July, dude. Yeah. Closer and closer. All right. So trivia, I, um, I got a, a kick off with an event, not an event, but, um, you know, we do the birthdays a lot. I think the birthdays, I should just tell you who the birthdays, whose birthday it is. And then we just talk about that person. You do what you want to do, Pat. Okay. 
Well, there was a, um, what caught my eye, an album was released on this day in 1984. It went on to be the number one album for 24 consecutive weeks. What is Thriller? It is not Thriller. That's a great <laughs> guess. I think you're a year off, maybe. I think Thriller really? might have been 83. Okay. I know it was a long-standing number one. Um, that was where that guess came from. 83 for Thriller? That's my guess. I mean, I can look that up while you're... Would this be uh, a person? you're stalling. Would this be a person or a band? <laughs> like, is it one name or a group name? Oh, you want to use your 50-50? You want to... <laughs> question one? <laughs> Thriller was released in 1982. Ah. Were you thinking that it was um, before 83? No. Like, that era is not my wheelhouse for when stuff happened. I was three, you know? Yeah. So, like, I wasn't conceptualizing any of that stuff yet. Um, 84. What type of music? Give me a genre. A genre. Um really all over the place it's a um our a podcast blend, a blend of <laughs> see i didn't even catch myself saying that um blend of like funk pop r&b new wave soul run dmc no <laughs> it's not a band it's a, it is an artist okay an artiste and Male or female? Um, <laughs> you say that, I just think of Sarah saying, I hate the word female. <laughs> I don't know it's, is what I'm getting at. It's a guy. I told you it was an artist. Um, oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it also a symbol? At one point. Uh, is it Purple Rain by Prince? The album is Purple Rain. Way to go. That's great. Right. An artist clue. That wasn't too bad. Dude, that's it. So then I pulled up the album. You want to try and uh, name a few songs? Can you name three songs off of the album? No. I will guess every Prince song I know by name. I mean, I know a lot more of his music than, you know, but by name. Um, Purple Rain, uh, Little Red Corvette. Um, it's not on that album. Little Red Corvette's not on that one. Okay. Um, I, like that you, I like that you know that song. A lot of songs about sex, Pat. He has a lot of songs about sex. I know that. I wasn't allowed to listen to him as a kid. You think it's weird that it's Little Red Corvette? Because all Corvettes are the same size, aren't they? Not a matchbox that, car, which is what I used to think of. Is that what it's about? I have no idea. <laughs> Pat, I can name exactly. That's what you used to think of. It was three. That's great. You weren't conceptualizing time, but size. <laughs> you had a good handle on. I had uh, like a red Hot Wheels or matchbox Corvette. So it just, it felt like the theme song. You're like, this guy wrote a song about my toy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, again, I, if you. Mom, play <laughs> Wiffle Bat next. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, it's just, you just did one song about your, your, your possessions. Young, young Jim. Play Nintendo. <laughs> play the Nintendo song now. Kind of wasn't out in '84. You didn't. You, I know you have a hard time with the uh, with the years at that age. Might have been though. I want to do trivia your way. I really. What, do you do. Think, what I year want to do you think hey, Nintendo Pat. came out? I want to be like, hey Pat, an album came out in 2000. What was it? <laughs> hey, let's be be honest with the listeners. Tell everyone whose turn was it to do trivia this week. Mine. 
It was definitely mine, <laughs> and, and you took it over. Um, and by the way, you got it right. Because I'm a busy man. Well, eventually, I just needed more clues. All right, so anyway, little work hard, but not on that one. When Doves Cry was another uh, number one from the, there were two that went to number one from the album. And that would be um, When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy. Um, when Doves Cry is the one that was killing that I couldn't think of the name of. And uh, Let's Go Crazy, I don't think I know by the title, but it's one of those, the moment I hear it, I'll know exactly what it is. Sure. And other Prince hits, you know, Kit, what's the, the Kiss and uh, Party Like It's 1999. Wait, is that on that album? No, it's not on that album. I'm just okay. other Prince hits. Yeah, the, the, the three main ones were um, Let's Go Crazy, When Doves Cry, and I Would Die For You. So a great song. Which he did in 2016. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, but no, I, I, I went on like a deep dive on Prince. I just kept clicking. Because you know he wrote some songs too. Did yeah. you know that he wrote a couple hits? I don't remember what, but I remember hearing that he wrote some stuff that he's not really associated with. Yeah, he wrote Nothing Compares to You. And he did a version of that that I was going to say, like right. hearing him do that is incredible. I didn't realize that's one of the ones he wrote. Yeah, so he recorded that and they never released it. They wrote, released it after he died. Mm -hmm. um, but he recorded it in like the early 80s. And then I didn't know he wrote this. He wrote Manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday. Yeah, because that's my fun day. <laughs> I don't have to run day. Oh, uh, yeah, he wrote that, dude. That's Prince. incredible. Your man. What do you Prince think? Prince Rogers Nelson. Did Prince Rogers Nelson, did uh, PRN just like write the song and be like, this isn't for me? Like why, you know what I mean? Right. Did yeah, he, I don't know. Did he record it did he, or did he write it with other people in mind? I think that, well, I, I don't know. So I'm not even going to guess, but um, I will guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. But is it fun to say that? I have no idea. But like Neil Diamond did that too, right? Doesn't Neil Diamond have like songs that he wrote that he didn't record that are really well known. Barry Manilow has a bunch of those out there. Like they're just songwriters. And I don't know if it's like, they don't like, they don't think it fits me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you ever think of a bit and you're like, God, that, that would be a good bit, but I can't do that. Bit. Not mine. Yeah, definitely. But that'd be a good bit for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Have you ever called people and given them a bit? No, not out of nowhere. But I think that like in conversation, I've said like, someone be like, oh, that's funny. That'd be a bit. And I've been, I, I wouldn't do that bit, but you mm -hmm. could. Take it, right. You know? That's most of your act. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, which if you wouldn't do the bit, you know, that's, like that, why like, would anyone else, you know? I remember donating blood and I was like, there's some funny stuff here. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I wrote that song in 83. I wrote that bit in 83. I didn't even know you yet. Oh, that's such a great bit. Um, all right, so here's another fact. He was a guitar virtuoso. <laughs> Prince was. Prince Rogers Nelson? I think I get yeah. three last names. Which I was like, I didn't want to waste time reading on how, what makes you a virtuoso mm -hmm. or how are you, but I guess it's just, you're good at it. You're a genius. It's like a certificate? It's like an online yes. program? It's a program. And he... Um, the guitar he played electric guitar on like a prayer wow madonna song unaccredited um well you know the one i love you saw him play guitar in the at the uh, hall of fame weeps. yeah the guitar gently weeps yeah incredible that is uh that's phenomenal every time i hear it i'm like that guy is a virtuoso 
his career is amazing. He opened for the Rolling Stones when he was coming up. He opened for them a few times. He, um, at one point in 1984, when Purple Rain, because it was, uh, the movie came out as well. It was the soundtrack, the movie, it was everything. Mm -hmm. He had the number one album, the number one single, and the number one movie. The first musician ever had that moment. A trio, that's incredible. In 1984. Andy Warhol was kind of Prince obsessed. He did a Orange Prince painting. And had a bunch of stuff uh, that he made of Prince in his personal collection. That's very cool. And then he had the Batman album, which I had forgotten about. Yeah. So when that movie came out, all those were his songs. Every single one of them. I didn't know that. Pretty, I, didn't know sure. did the, I didn't know he did the whole album. I can't wait to be the Prince to your Rolling Stones. <laughs> I really can't. That Dance was the number one song. And that album was number one for, um, for a good stretch. I read um, that his one song, he had a dirty song, this Darling Nikki. It was like about... Uh, that's the one. I would kept one? thinking Dirty Diana, but it's Darling Nikki. I, that's a great song. What do you know about that song? You probably know more about it than I did. because I, I don't know much about, about it. it. So that song, I guess, um, is like sexual and talks about like masturbation. And so um, Tipper Gore heard her 11-year-old daughter listening to the song and like lost her mind. And started this whole parental thing. But that's when parental advisory explicit lyrics started from, uh, from this Prince song. Wow. Darling Nikki. You're censoring a virtuoso. Virtuoso. <laughs> that's, yeah, dude, it is. I am reading the lyrics and I wouldn't feel comfortable saying these on a podcast that your parents listen to. If I'm being <laughs> Don't honest. worry about them. They say the M word. I now. did the Peanuts article thing. They're good. <laughs> They're good. They only listen to check in on you and then they go back to their day. No, he was telling me about it. And I said, send me that article. That'd be, uh, I might talk to, have to talk to Jim about that. It also reminded me of a great moment. I want to recommend to this, everyone that's listening. Do you remember um, Prince at the Super Bowl? It was awesome. And unbelievable. One and of that's them. on YouTube. And I've gone, like, that's one of my go-tos. Like, you know, when I'm on the road and I'm just, I pull up stuff to just, you just want to connect with something, make yourself happy. Oh, yeah. I'll watch that. That's a great call. That concert. It's raining in Miami. He's out there by himself commanding this sold-out stadium. Right. And there's 140 million people watching, they said. His largest TV audience ever. It's ranked the best Super Bowl show of all time. Absolutely. And it's just one guy on a stage. I mean, how do you not... Just tip your hat to like what a performer, artist, virtuoso, virtuoso. That's what a virtuoso is. You want to know what a virtuoso is? Pull up Prince at the Super Bowl. (laughs) Made me forget about Rex Grossman for a while. (laughs) I mean, there were two awesome moments that day, and it was the halftime show and the opening kickoff. Yes. Like they were the only two, you know, Hester returned it for a touchdown. And then 29 minutes of garbage and yeah. then a great performance followed by 30 more minutes of garbage. So funny, that game. That was a kiss of death. You know, up until that point, the fastest point scored in the Super Bowl? 85 Bears. 85 Bears, but it was the Patriots that scored them. And then didn't score again? Yeah. Oh, wait, they did. It was a f- they got a field goal. I think Peyton fumbled and the Patriots were three and out. They couldn't move the ball, but they were mm-hmm. in field goal range. Boom. They kicked, uh, so there are three points. Because I remember watching that 
as a kid. And I was like, Oh no, like are the bears in trouble? Like I didn't know that much about football. I just knew the bears were amazing. I didn't know much about the Patriots. Yeah. But everyone was just like, uh, don't worry about it. Like that was, <laughs> they, 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 they just gave that to them. All right. Like you That's, with the bulls going to a game seven, like not a big deal. We'll be right. fine. Who's Reggie. Yeah. You're not going to mess with the Pacers. Pacers aren't a threat. All right. So that was a little bit of a, a Prince rabbit hole that I dragged you into. Love it. Uh, unbelievable career, huh? Like he was one of those artists where when he died, you know, they started playing all of his music. There was just so many songs that were just like, oh, that's Prince. Mm-hmm. Like I just grew up on them. They were there. I never really paid attention to who they were. You know, I knew a lot more of his catalog than I thought I would. Sucks that he died so young. Bozeman was in Minnesota uh, working a club when it happened. And uh, so he like got to be the firsthand. I mean, they, you know, people were out on the streets. So you he know, was a Paul there. <laughs> he was not a Paul there. <laughs> <laughs> no he, he was there he, i do remember that now you're saying that and uh so i got to, there were some cool pictures it was just a scene i mean that whole city mourned him so unlikely seemingly unlikely that he would be from minneapolis <laughs> isn't that so weird but he really built a scene there i was reading absolutely like how he started it all out and uh then gave back to that place lived there i like everything about him dude how much time have you spent on this trip? You really did go all in on trivia today. I leave tomorrow <laughs> for the park palace or whatever. What was his name of his, uh, his Graceland? Do you have a name for your abode? I need to name my house. <laughs> you got to be rich to name your place. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could just get a nice wood sign carved like Flanagan Manor or something sh- like that. <laughs> Pat, I share a wall. <laughs> we'll pivot away from Prince, huh? Thank God. I just thought this was funny the way that I read this. Um, in 19, on this date, 1963, JFK was in Berlin. <laughs> um, I knew this story because I'm like a history nerd. Mm-hmm. But do you know what he said when he was in Berlin? Do you remember this, this quote? I am a jelly donut. Yes. <laughs> it just says, Ich bin ein Berliner. Ich bin ein Berliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the way they wrote it was like, which was intended, I am a Berliner, but he may have said, I am a donut, which I love. Is there audio of that? Yes, I think so. Did they laugh at him? I think they're probably just like looking around like, did he just say donut? <laughs> I just picture like months later, some German dude just making jokes like, you hear that donut got shot? <laughs> he shot that donut that was here a few months ago. Oh, it was just jelly filling all over the streets of Dallas. Oh, Jim! Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the bad guy? This is supposed to be the better episode of the week. Jelly filled, <laughs> jelly filled kill? JFK? Um... But yeah, that was um, that was on this date in 1963. Do you have a go-to donut? What you like? If you have to get to uh, Dunkin' Donuts, which one are you getting? I like strawberry frosted. Oh, you do? That's a weird. Yeah, strawberry frosted's like a weird go-to. Oh. Yeah, you should. You? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want you to hang out with my daughter, but the churro <laughs> and the strawberry frosted donut. It's like, sorry, Pat. What's the what's the less childish donut I should like? 
No, I like it. Do you get the plain ones? You do you have pigtails to get it? <laughs> do you get I'm sure you get an old fashioned. <laughs> the old fashioned. I just go like, regular. Like, no, I get the um I like the blueberry one. Oh, okay. That's way better than strawberry frosting. <laughs> I like the blueberry cake. No, it's just not pink. That's the only <laughs> the only No, difference. strawberry frosting's fine, dude. I'm just I know it is. Sorry. I still have this toxic masculinity I'm trying to work out of myself. I mean, I am a donut. <laughs> I don't even like donuts that much. I like the um like a cinnamon roll or a sweet roll. Do you have a bakery by you? Dude, so there is a bakery in Naperville that got like voted the best donut in Chicagoland that just happens to be right off of a bicycle trail. Perfect. <laughs> the worst combination. <laughs> so it's ruined every one of my workouts with this bicycle because goddamn best donut in the world down the block. I just walk in oh, there all sweating. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I'm just picturing you locking up your bike with that donut in mind. <laughs> Do you lock it up? Sweat running down my jeans. Take the wheel off. <laughs> Go in. I did not lock it up. You no. did take a number in that place? Um, so I, I've gone once on a bike ride. Legitimately. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, there was like, so they only allow four people in at a time. So there's a line out front, four or five people. But sure. so it felt kind of weird because I just left my bike with them when it was my turn to go in. I didn't even say anything, but it was just like, you guys are going to watch this, right? just left it out there we had a bakery here when i was growing up huntinger's bakery okay. like is this place old or is it new uh i don't know how old it is like a trendy donut place or is it an old school bakery it's uh it's a bakery it's called dieta's bakery but there are definitely also like those one word glaze you know we've got a ton oh, of yeah. those yeah like, everyone's got a maple bacon donut now like that's normal right uh, cup of joe you know like those there's trendy new ones popping up all over naperville this is like an actual bakery and a few days a week they make donuts yeah i mean i don't want to like you know you don't want anyone going out of business or things but like if anything maybe we didn't have to have like all these businesses are closing well 12 of them are <laughs> fancy donut places no i i um I love the old school. No, those places are gone though. The old school, uh, like German bakeries. And there's one, there's a couple still around in Chicago. Like that one up on, uh, you ever been at Dinkle's like on Lincoln Avenue? No, I've heard about it though. There's, there's like a bunch of German bars and stuff up there too, right? Yeah. I mean, my mom grew up in Lincoln square. She said they had like several bakeries, but we had this one when I was a kid, you know, they had like this, the string they pull down from the wall, they string up your box. We still have this, this bakery not too far from my house that does that. But that's why I like the sweet rolls and fresh bread and the old school joints. I can see you just getting the plainest donuts possible. Just chewing mush. <laughs> Dude, my, <laughs> I gotta tell you this. You're making fun of my sprinkles. <laughs> my um, sister's friend worked at this bakery when I was a kid. Okay. Now you go in there with, you know, your whole life. And these people are behind the counter. You, the smell in there was out, was outstanding, you know? Mm. Now all of a sudden, like, there's people there, you know, that work there. And they brought us in the back, like, where they made the stuff. And I was, like, you know, probably eighth grade. Sure. Freshman in high school. I was, like, amazed. Um, but I'm back there. And the bakers had, like, Victoria's Secret just <laughs> hanging everywhere. Like Stephanie Seymour. That's amazing. 
this is so awesome. And why are that there? I guess I get it, but (laughs) (laughs) my dad's office, like the company he worked at, it wasn't his personal office, but the office would have like a playboy in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Which it was just normal. Like for sure. Yeah. Barbershops. But it was just, first of all, so I'm like seven. So every time I go to dad's office, you got to go to the bathroom all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) Um, just to look, just to be like, what is this all about? You know, (laughs) when you like put it back exactly how it was just in case anyone (laughs) sees you, you know, anyone knew you were in there. When you heard that someone had a Playboy somewhere, like blow your mind. Do you remember how old you were when you saw your first one? If your parents are still listening, they can turn it off now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... I'm kidding. That's part of growing up, right? I mean, the first time I saw, I mean, probably fifth grade, sixth grade. Believe it. Yeah. I think I was seventh. Some kids in my class had a business. Oh my God. Like, like they would, it was like a quarter for a normal page and like a dollar for a centerfold. And you just, you ordered and they would like, just like bring you like a manila folder with, with your order in it to your desk. What are these guys doing now? No, they're multimillionaires. <laughs> they stay in the business. I have no idea. It'd be good to find out. It'd be good to catch up with them. They got busted at one point. They got caught. Was there a paper trail? <laughs> Was there a Kleenex trail? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it went on for months before they got caught. But like, you'd have to throw it away. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Look at the picture, and then you can't take it home with you. So it's not an investment. Order. You saw a boob, you threw it in the garbage. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Just one? Two, mostly, really. <laughs> Occasionally three, but mostly two per page. Where's the other one? Cough it up. <laughs> That's where they get you, man. First boobs I, on them. I mean, I remember like they had abandoned lots in our neighborhood, like woods, you know, undeveloped areas, prairies. Uh-huh. Like there was like prairie behind it, and then there was like this place called the, the, the lumberyard. Okay. I mean, looking back, it was like stand by me. We would just walk the tracks. And then up in a prairie. Oh, yeah. Hang out. And there was always like a stash there. It was just communal. Just like in plastic bags, you know, because you can't let Mother Nature get at it. Communal porn seems pretty gross, really. But but just to look back at all the ridiculous stuff that was normal. Like, yeah, this is what we do. We we walked the the railroad tracks and and we were punks, too. You like stand on chicken wire and put the gates down and stop Mm -hmm. traffic. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't know you could do that. We're just assholes. We didn't know we could do it either, but it was just chicken wire was there and it was passed on to generations. Like, this is what you do. And it's <laughs> like, okay, what are you, are you 12 yet? Are you 12 now? Have you put the, have you let the tracks down? It's possible. It's your turn. You can also put a penny here and the train will run it over and it will stay there and it stretches it out. We would do that too. That was harmless. Cheaper than the machines at Brookfield Zoo. Except you would think that you're going to derail the whole train if you put a penny on the tracks. <laughs> After going to Catholic school forever. I mean, we weren't the biggest punks, but I was surrounded by punks. We weren't at home reading books written by this man that was born in 1929. <laughs> no, I was going to give this guy a shout out. There's no way you ever heard of this guy. You ever heard of Eric Carl? No. You no, the at least. No, thank God you didn't. Make me guess. The, the very hungry caterpillar. No, you would know it if you had kids. Born in 1929, I'm giving a shout out because it's like my kid's favorite book growing up. I was the a very shelf. hungry caterpillar. That sounds like that might they could charge a dollar for. 
your porn friends. I was a, uh, Shel Silverstein was my guy when I was a kid. That was my author. I read a lot of his poems and stuff. You ever? Oh yeah, we have those. Yeah, where the sidewalk ends. Yeah, so great. Light in the attic. Yeah. Those were my jam. Where the sidewalk ends is better, don't you think? Calm down. It's the, it's the more famous one. <laughs> Which uh, one do you like? No, it is. You, where the sidewalk are your hits? Ickle me, pickle me, tickle me too. Are you familiar oh, with this? For sure. <laughs> Wait, yes. Um, I'm nobody. Who are you? Was a great one. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I mean, those are the those are the two that come to mind. I wasn't. I used to love the one. The uh, I used to love the one. The girl was uh, pretend she was sick. She can't go to school, and she's like giving all the. And then it turns out it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm fine. I'm going out. That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, This is who wrote this? <laughs> Educational. And then the Giving Tree too. He also wrote. Oh yeah, which I can't. That that dude. That that that's a tough one to even get through now. It's a, it's a uh, grabs at your heart. The old Giving Tree. I don't know that I've ever actually read the Giving Tree. I've read A Light in the Attic, Falling Up, and uh, and what was the first one? Where the Sidewalk Ends. You never read the Giving Tree. No. Should I? <sighs> I can read it to you right now. Please don't. No, you <laughs> you should. You should check it out. Talk about Playboy. He was like on the, he was hanging out at the mansion with Hef. Is he really? Shell. Yeah, for sure. He was like on those shows, the old Playboy that night. Like you, I've seen clips and he's like there. That dude was a total uh, social activist, I think. Yeah. Just, you know, a pod he was with Hef. I can imagine with like those 18 year old playmates. Being like, he was given half like, quarters. He's like a 70-year-old man, and they're like, I used to read your books when I was a kid four years ago. <laughs> I'll be right back, Half. I have to go write the giving tree. <laughs> Hang on, ladies. Ladies, can you – I'm sorry, I got to leave the, uh, the garata. I'm pretty spent, and I got to get up and write the giving tree. All right, I wanted to find a way to get into this next question because – it's related to someone whose birthday is today, but I'm going to first ask you about some artists and you could tell me what they have in common, these musical artists. Okay. Okay. Chris Cornell, Madonna, Sam Smith, Adele, Duran Duran, Cheryl Crow, Louis Armstrong, Paul McCartney, Tina Turner, Billie Eilish, Jack White, Alicia Keys. They've all garbage. Gladys, did I say Gladys Knight? And this one may give it away if you knew. Paul, I said Paul McCartney. Shirley Bassey. It did not give, it didn't even tell me who Shirley Bassey is. It gave nothing away. I have no <laughs> idea who Shirley Bassey is. Were they all celebrities? They know who she was either, but this would give it away if you knew the other element here, which is what they have in common. Were they all part of that COVID we're in this together video that a bunch of celebrities did? <laughs> that was nonsense, wasn't it? <laughs> sure. That was the Imagine one. <laughs> That's, that one. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, no, but was it something like that? Was it a... They've all written, uh, written, maybe not written. They've all performed... A certain a song? James Bond song. Okay. Like the, the song, right? Not like a song that was a theme for a movie. They've all performed the James Bond theme. The, no, the song, every, every movie has a song mm-hmm. attached to it. 
right? They've each written. They've each done a James, a James Bond, Bond title song. song. Okay. Title song. Yeah. That's a that's a great list, isn't it? I didn't realize Chris Cornell did one. I didn't either. What got me down this rabbit hole um, was one of them is celebrating a birthday today. She wrote a hit song about being overconfident, about being a little bit egocentric, narcissistic. Um, I guess you think. I bet you think the song is about you. Uh, yes. Um, um, oh man, why can't I think of three, her? two, son of a bitch? <laughs> Your is it Carly Simon? It's Carly Simon. The song, You're So... So Vain. You're So Vain. Which was, um, who, you know who the backup on that song is? No, who is the backup to I, Paul? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, Paul. The only Carly Simon. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't even done a Hot Dog Jefferson today, have we? We just did. I, Paul. That is great. Guitar virtuoso like Prince on the... No, this guy was uh, open for Prince Open for him. Oh, uh, Mick? Was Mick. Mick on there? Mick Jagger. That dude. Have so you seen she him wrote on? a song, or she, she must have wrote this one because she was a songwriter. But mm-hmm. she did this song for The Spy Who Loved Me. Now, I had heard about this before, and, and I love this song. The song is Nobody Does It Better. So that song was a hit. You know, right. Nobody Does It Better. But no one really attached it to the James Bond movie the spy who loved me because that line is like buried in the song he does say the spy who loved me but all the other bond songs were very much about the title of the movie Mm -hmm. in fact some of them like this shirley bassey did goldfinger and um diamonds are forever in those songs because i was listening to this thing about it's kind of fascinating the james bond music because the songs are great absolutely yes and they oftentimes had the first lyric of the song was the movie title. So Goldfinger song starts with saying Goldfinger. Same with Diamonds Are Forever. They had all the success with the music and the songs. They thought they were so intertwined and so important to the success of the movie. And then it kind of got away from that. Okay. Carly Simon writes this song. You know, a lot of the other ones were just like singers, you know, but she was Mm -hmm. a songwriter. So it's a little bit deeper. and, And then, um, it was a hit song, but they didn't attach to the movie. So then they mandated, like, I think the next song, there was one other movie, but then like for your eyes only, they went back to that. So for your, for your eyes only is another hit song. But the first thing you hear is for your eyes only. And, and so many of those songs that you're mentioning have been sampled. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these oh, yeah. songs have like diamonds are forever. You know, oh, yeah. they used, um, nobody does it better. Lupe fiasco used on a sample. Like, Oh, and really? They have, yeah. They have uh, transcended. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Have you, uh, have you seen all the Bond movies? You know the answer to that, so you don't have to ask me. But have you seen the Bond movies? I have not seen the recent ones. And I hear like the, um, I actually pulled up Casino Royale the other night and the family was not into it. <laughs> so I had to bail on it. But I want to go and watch that one. I've heard that was one of the, people say that might be one of the best ones. I had a, you talk about, I know you've, you've been through a lot of phases, Jim. I had a James Bond phase at some point in my life. I was watching all of them. Like I went back and watched the Sean Connery ones. I think it was when we started renting movies. I was like, I'm going to rent a Bond movie. I was into those. I, again, 
I was like, I'm going to watch every Bond movie. <laughs> I got through like three of them and I was like, I'm done. Never seen a Bond movie. <laughs> I watched like three in a weekend and that's all I've ever seen. Really? What got your attention in the Bond movies? Octopussy? <laughs> it was like... I remember when that came out, I was like, is this okay? <laughs> it's very... It felt like a parody. You know what I mean? It felt like what Austin Powers was doing. Um, How old are her kids now? <laughs> no idea. What are your favorite Bond songs? Do you have any that stick out besides the couple we've mentioned? I'm looking through the list now. Um, and some of these I never realized were Bond songs. Like um, I didn't know Billie Eilish did one. I mean, I like a lot of it. I like that Nobody Does It Better. I like you know, some of the um, if that you Duran Duran you, one. If You Do a Kill, I remember thinking that, that was a good song at the time. Yeah, that was great. Eddie um, LaBelle, If You Asked Me To? Oh, I didn't know that either. 89. Really? I had forgotten Madonna did one. Um, some oh, like, yeah. I think people love that Goldfinger back in the day. Like that was like a respected song. Chris Cornell, I listened to this one, You Know My Name. That's a good song. I never, never heard it. I haven't heard that one either. Tom Joe Jones? Crow, I didn't know she did one. Die Another Day, I remember. That was great. But Adele Skyfall was a big hit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, The World Is Not Enough. That's the garbage one. I was trying to figure out what garbage did. That is a good song. I, I was like, what, did they, what is this song? And I pulled that up. And it, it's good. Yeah. You Only Live Twice. That's great. Like you guys aren't garbage. <laughs> so hard on yourselves. Such an idiot. Garbage. Uh, live and Let Die. What a great. That's ranked number one on the list that I have. Okay. Live and Let Die. You can see that. You know what's funny, though? I think I heard the Guns N' Roses cover of this before I had heard the original. Uh-huh. You like it better? I kind of like the Guns N' Roses one better. Yeah. Do you? I do, too. When the remake is, like, the first one you know, it's, it's much easier to like. Yeah. The um, number two is Nobody Does It Better. Three is Goldfinger. And four is Billie Eilish. What's the song called? No Time to Die. I don't know that I've ever heard a Billie Eilish song. Uh, bad Guy? No clue. That's the one I know. Yeah. That's a shitty feeling in life when you get to that point where people talk about all these musicians and stuff, and you're just like, I'm not even going to try and learn who they are, who the popular people are nowadays. That's how old I am. Oh, that's happening to me every, everywhere. There's gonna a huge that. gap between me and you know, my kids, obviously. Like, I can't relate to... I would hope so. 20s, and that's hard to... But now I'm saying what I, what I was going to say is now my kids are like introducing me to stuff that I've heard of, but I don't know a lot about. But like, you know, they're watching um, a show that Ariana Grande was in um, on Disney. So now they like know her and they I bring her up because it's her birthday today, too, I think. Happy birthday, um, G. But, um, you know, you know, that happens when you become like the the awful parent that just has a very little but enough to embarrass themselves um, <laughs> <laughs> amount of information. That's what we do. Right. Yeah. That's the, it's just, there's no desire to learn it anymore. You know, can you floss? Should I, <laughs> is it like I'm sitting, so that makes it tougher, but is this the movement? Huh? No, no, that's not it. No? You're embarrassing the podcast. Huh? Come on. <laughs> that is not it. Are you giving me this, the wrap-up signal? 
<laughs> no, it should. It's probably it should be the wrap up signal. Yeah, we're about an hour deep. We're close to to landing. All <laughs> right, so I'll just rattle off a couple of birthdays. I wanted to ask you about this guy because I don't know if you ever worked with him. Do you ever work with Jimmy Walker? No, but I know no. he uh, he was recently he did the Kenosha Club recently. Oh, did he really? And like sold out the big room. Jimmy That's Walker's it. birthday. All right. We just talked about Ricky Gervais last night. Kevin Bozeman opened for him. It's Ricky Gervais's birthday. You a Ricky Gervais fan? Sure. Yeah, I like Ricky Gervais. All right. Yeah, I, think, I mean, he created The Office, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you cannot argue with it. You, don't, you like him? I've, seen, I mean, I've never really watched his stand-up, so I don't know. I mean, I, I like some of the shows he's done, but I've never really gotten into his stand-up. I don't think of him as a stand-up as much as just a like, brilliantly funny person. You can see that. You know, I think that some of these stand-ups have started stand-ups and then branch out, but then these other people that kind of back into stand-up with their stardom. Right. I don't even really think of him as a stand-up. Was, which but I, was, I get was, that he is, and he's, he's phenomenal. But you was know what I'm saying? first? He may have been. I thought he was... I kind of have him as a... Um, I don't know about improv, but he wrote the, the office and he started as that way. Okay. That makes sense. I just didn't know where he began. His stand-up's funny. Um, I love what he does with the Golden Globes. Yeah. Or the, uh, is that the right one? I think it's the Golden Globes he does, yeah. I like when he calls those people out and That's makes great. fun of them. I love it. Um, it is George Michael's birthday, Derek Jeter. That's a hefty list. I, just, I was looking to see the first special of Ricky's I can find is 2008. So I think you're right. I think he did back into it. Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, that's what I got, buddy. That was um, a couple deep dives. I love it. It's the anniversary of the Battle of Biddle, Little Bighorn. <laughs> little what Bighorn. Year? What year? Hot, hot Dog Jefferson that. I mean, Large Small Trumpet. <laughs> Perfect. George Custer, Custer's Last Stand. You know, there's a hot dog place in Evanston called Mustard's Last Stand. <laughs> there used to be a custard place called Custard's Last Stand somewhere too. Oh, really? God, you you just nailed a hot dog Jefferson on Little Bighorn immediately. And I've been trying to come up with a first name for Ariana Grande for like 20 minutes <laughs> since you mentioned it. I cannot figure out. What, what do you have for uh, Venti for the? I was just gonna go. Yeah, I was gonna go Starbucks. I need another hour. Is there another famous Ariana anywhere? Uh, um, 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 oh, no, I was thinking of Adriana. I was, th I was too. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. But you know who was at um, Custer's Last Stand? Who really gave it to him? Almost Chris's girlfriend, Starbucks. Okay, who? <laughs> it was, the, uh, it was the, the Sue and Cheyenne, led by Loco Caballo <laughs> and... Standing cow. You're ridiculous. They already kind of have hot dog Jefferson names. They sure do. They sure do. Oh, man. So uh, you should un-hot dog Jefferson crazy horse. <laughs> Sane pony. Sane pony. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Standing cow's great. Sitting bull. Well, those are the, um, the big names at the Battle of Little Bighorn or Custer, Crazy Horse, and Sitting Bull. What was the um, what were the ramifications of Little Big Death? I understand that, but I mean, I think it was just this was just during the uh, you know manifest destiny expansion. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't think that we were taught everything that we that happened. We wait, had to go wait, back. Wait, you mean to tell me there might be indication that maybe we might not have learned everything correctly about our history? <laughs> yeah, it was um, not a pretty sight. I can only imagine. But the year was, and and you, you would think that it was. All right, why don't you guess the year? Nineteen eighty-four. <laughs> Purple Rain had just been released. I was playing with a Hot Wheels Corvette. And Custer stood for the last time. Um, I'm going to get, I mean, I have no clue here. Um, I'm, Which is good, because I think that that's the kind of answer I want. 1694. Really? <laughs> it was 1876. I had no clue. I had somewhat of a clue. You really didn't have a clue at all. <laughs> it was 16... <laughs> 33 BC. Zero. <laughs> this was Zero. happening while Christ was being born. All right. We got to wrap it up. Do we have reviews? Do we have, uh, and by the way, this is what we do on Fridays. We do trivia. We have a little quiz and, um, and our Tuesday episodes, we just kind of talk. We're, we don't hide who we are and what we do. We're just all over the place. That's it. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. We do have a couple of new reviews. We definitely appreciate Ew. everyone tuning in. Yeah, we. Oh, also, I got an uh, email before you say that. I got an email from um, our our buddy Scott, who sent us a picture of Bill Vec. Oh yeah, he uh, says um, he's enjoying the podcast. Keep it up. Um, when you take the podcast on the road for a live show, maybe you should do it here. And he sent me a click, or a li- sent me a click, a sent click. me a link to. Um, Eddie Goodell Pub and Grill in Elber, Whoa. Illinois. Really? It's out there, Eddie Goodell's. And um, it's got the, the history of Eddie Goodell there. That's oh, pretty funny. I didn't know this place was out there. So uh, That's not too far from me. They got some microbrews there. Put, just put a menu together. I guess this place has been like, they've been a family for a while. The staff's been together for a while. But they just blew out the uh, the menu. So they're... We're doing uh, food and because this family owns like uh, Pisano's Pizza and they're That's in the business. That's awesome. You'll have to send that to me. That's awesome. I uh, I will check that out at some point. Is there like a height requirement? <laughs> Can only be under a certain height to eat there. Everything, every seek has a booster. Um, we did get two very nice reviews. Uh, the first one being from Ron M. Uh, I've been listening to you guys since the start. Thanks for keeping me sane during this stressful time. Love your podcast and your comedy. Uh, thank you, Ron. Thanks, Ron. And Ron, if you have been listening to the start, I, I hope that you appreciate that we brought it today because we realized that we needed to after Tuesdays. Dude, I'm a, you brought it today. I've been so bogged down with other shit. You've been... You've been picking up the slack. This has been fun, man. You brought it too. This has been a nice, a nice episode. Felt like we had to step it up. You got it. And then uh, one more review. I don't want to. I want to leave Julie Q out. Thank you, Julie Q. Hilarious. After today's podcast, I couldn't wait to make a bowl of popcorn and bombard my husband with random Orville Redenbacher facts. All right, Pete. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Seriously, how does Jim manage to keep up with the conversation while reading Wikipedia? Amazing. 
Anyway, you two crack me up, and your podcast is very entertaining. I especially love when you reminisce about TV shows, movies, fun, and games from the 80s. I can't wait to have a Jarts and Jorts party when we're Poco. Oh, man. Julie, speaking the language. I love it. That is awesome. Thank you, Julie Q. Uh, and thank you, Ron M. I wish they'd give us last names so we could hot dog Jefferson these people, you know? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> also bothers me the fact that we chose a name for this game that the initials are HJ because I like to give everything initials and <laughs> I can't really, can't really do that in this case. I was going to, um, I'm trying to think of, oh yeah, Andrew Tip. <laughs> Andrews. 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 Andrews Tip. tip. Andrews Tip. Thanks, Andrews Tip. <laughs> I wish we had Ron's last name. I'd love to uh, give him a hot dog, Jefferson, but all I know is it's Ron M. So he's Burgundy something. I need Ron's <laughs> last name so we can figure out. Thanks, Burgundy, Mexico. Burgundy, Mexico. Maybe that's maybe it was Ron Mexico who just uh, who left us that review. <laughs> Could Might <it> be. be. <laughs> Don't hide behind an alias. Mm. We know it's you. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, this was uh, this was fun. I um, I love the Friday episodes. Me too. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. And uh, enjoy the good weather. I hope it's good weather everywhere. Although I saw there's going to be a, a sandstorm coming to like this, the, like New Orleans, like the southeast. Did you see that? That's real. From Africa, Holy this shit. the Saharan desert. It got picked up in the wind, and they're bringing a air beach, air beach coming, dude. Air wow. beach surfs up. Said so it's gonna um, air beach. <laughs> it's gonna mess people up that have respiratory issues, it, it could heighten that, which is, that sucks. But it's happened uh, before. But it, it enhances sunsets and sunrise, sunrises too, but sunsets at least. Holy shit. This, it's already edging towards Southern Florida, aiming soon to relentlessly spread throughout Texas and most of the Southeastern United States. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I thought that was like, I didn't think sandstorms, I thought they were just in Mario games. Remember I didn't in Super know Mario Brothers came across the ocean. It's a lot of sand. Yeah, loose. Don't you feel like the wind goes, the jet stream goes that way? What this sand about? is determined. <laughs> this is going against the wind. It's like, do you remember the like the army of ants and like Tom and Jerry? This that <laughs> <laughs> just kept coming. Like there's this relentless. <laughs> That's what that sand is, dude. <laughs> air, air beach. I always picture the. Uh, I don't know if you were a Mario Brothers guy. Um, Prince wrote a song about it. Um, <laughs> but like they had like a swirling sand thing that was always trying to get you. And But all it did oh, was yeah. bring you back to where you were, you know? So I imagine like everyone in New Orleans right now is trying to like go to the store and it's like, nah, go home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to go watch the Weather Channel and learn all about it. Why does it stop there? Like, why won't it get up here? Um, we I banned it. <laughs> What an air beach. <laughs> well, I get an air beach. Everybody else gets air beaches. Man, those people in New Orleans get the shaft sometimes. It's unreal. You're going to live in a place where you don't need to buy Playboy pictures out of a Miller folder because there are boobs everywhere. But from time to time, the whole thing gets wiped out. This planet, man, talking to us. A lot of crazy shit. All right, buddy. Have yourself a good weekend. You too. Thanks, everybody. Bye.